When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to another episode of Leafs Talk Forever. It is the last game of the season. Game 82 for the Leafs. I think we started this podcast this season just before the first game, so it's kind of cool that we're doing it just before the last game. Um, we got Toronto uh, New York Rangers tonight. Um, in a meaningless game, but some uh, meaning behind it with the Mitch Marner 100 points. And uh, <clears throat> Just a little bit more practice for Matthew Nyes. Uh, we got Kyle back in the hizzy. Let's uh, let's talk to Kyle about a little bit about his experience because he did go to opening night for the Blue Jays. Yeah, thanks, Spencer. Uh, amazing atmosphere, of course. Uh, always going to be a crazy loud crowd, whether it's Leafs, Raptors, uh, Blue Jays. Um, in this case, it was packed, uh, of course. Uh, new bars, <clears throat> my apologies, new bars in and around uh, Rogers Center, um, completely different outfield, raised bullpens. The bullpens are now two levels, the lower level just to uh, sit and watch, and then the upper level is for them to actually warm up. Yeah, I, overall, I like the changes. Um, I really like how they changed center field from 10 feet to 8, um, as you guys saw that amazing Kiermaier catch. Um, in at the old uh, center field wall there, you wouldn't be able to catch it because you'd have to completely scale the wall and probably climb it like we've seen uh, Pilar do. But yeah, um, I I like the changes and I uh, I look forward to going to many more games this year. Um, I'm hoping that we. Uh, well, I don't know, but if he wants to, Scott wants to. But I'm hoping to at least get to one. It'll be cool to see the new uh, outfield wall, like the the uh, like in the with the bars and stuff. I mean, not that I'm I don't drink, but it will be a cool atmosphere. I think. Uh, we also have Scott with us as per usual. This guy is the most uh, frequent of the bunch. Never misses a pod. Uh, you haven't missed one either. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, we've had to change things around because of me. Like, there's times that I was, like, training Sudbury, and we had to move it because I was staying in a hotel. Oh, that's true, yeah. So Scott is the only guy in the last two seasons that's just been uh, keeping them Thursdays open. Um, get a lawyer from this kid. Anyway, so, uh, Scott, <laughs> give your breakdown on the Toronto-Tampa game. Game 81 that happened on Tuesday night. Uh yeah, I thought it was great. I didn't. I didn't really expect both teams to come out and play as uh, chippy or as even as physical as they did. Um, pretty much from the start of the game, it happened. I thought Toronto just kind of what it coasted. They didn't really have anything to play for there to clinch home ice. Maybe bragging rights say that they could beat Tampa the last game there, but I didn't really expect them to do much. And then there was the couple fights, the scrums, the hits, the penalties that drew scrums, the scrums that drew penalties. I thought it was one of the most uh, entertaining games they played in a while. Um, Kyle, did you watch it? Probably not, right? I, I didn't no, watch it. I just saw the highlights and I kind of saw like the gist of the game. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. We're, I was going to put uh, I was going to put the audio clip on here for us to listen to. I'm not 100% sure of the copyright rules for the Hockey Podcast Network. So instead, I'm just going to read to you guys what John Cooper said. This was whether or not uh, um, the officiating uh, affected the game and the intensity of the game leading into the playoff series. He said, no, there was zero intensity in that game. I'm telling you, there's none. It may look like it from the stands, but that was an exhibition game. I wouldn't even consider that a regular season game. Uh, do you think that's because the Toronto Maple Leafs appeared to outmuscle the Tampa Bay Lightning? Yeah, that's that's the dumbest thing anybody could ever say. Like, like there was so many moments where Tampa Bay players were trying to fight Leaf players, trying to jump on Leaf players. Corey Perry and Michael Bunting trying to wrestle each other into the bench. Like that's that's a dumb thing to say. Yeah, um, I also agree. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, like you guys would have more insight on this because you watched the game. I just saw like the basic highlights, but I didn't see that physicality and everything. Um, but I feel like Cooper was just making that as an excuse, like, "Oh yeah, it's the end of the season. We know where we're positioning. We know uh, these games don't matter." Um, yeah, it's just an excuse, in my opinion. I uh, I think it's got to got it's got to have something to do with like the embarrassment factor. Like his team, Tampa's known for brawls, for scrumming it up, for this and that. And then they get Patrick Maroon gets his, the shit kicked out of him by Luke Shen, ends up getting hurt again. And then Corey Perry cross checks Michael Bunting. Michael Bunting did flop. I will admit that. However, then he gets up and in that little scrum fight thing that they had, they counted as Michael Bunting. His first career fight, Michael Bunting was or Bunting was just hammering right hands. Yeah, I don't know where they're landing, but it looked like he was landing on Corey Perry's face. And then there's also a situation, a little board battle between John Tavares and Corey Perry. And Tavares came out, and Perry went to the bench, hunched over. So I think it's because the people in Toronto were out muscling and outsmarting uh, Tampa simply, and I think he's a little bit embarrassed by that. 
I, I agree. I mean, Cooper's kind of known for that kind of stuff, though, right? Like, Tampa Blues is big, or they lose a physical close game, and then they come out after the media and have some excuse as to why Tampa lost or that the game didn't matter or whatever. Yeah, which is embarrassing to me. To me, that is just an overall embarrassing to have happen. But I guess when you're uh, you're a lawyer first and then a coach, you know what to say and what not to say, or how to say those things to get under the people's skin or or whatever you need to do. Which I think is what he's trying to do. I think he's trying to rally his troops, but also get under the Toronto Police skin and the fan skin, just like he did during last year's playoff when he said they weren't a big opponent, and then after he said they are the hardest opponent they've ever. Face, blah blah blah. Heard it all before, buddy. This is our year. We're going all the way. <laughs> um, there was something I wanted to ask you guys, but now I seem to forget. Okay, uh, we'll move on. Samsonov's out tonight again. He's deemed not available. Mark Giordano's out again. Rest management due to an injury that he suffered that he's been playing through. Both are expected to be back 100%. Joseph Wall's in, and they have another ATO. I want to ask you guys this question. By now, all Leafs Nation is familiar with Jet Alexander. Um, Scott can attest to this. I slapped the coach so hard when he came in. I think I scared the bejeebies out of our mother when we were watching it. She was like, what? And I was like, the dude's coming in. And Scott's like, why do you care so much? I thought it was a really cool moment. Tron got absolutely destroyed the next couple days. Kyle Dubas comes out, I think, Tuesday before the game and says he really didn't give a crap give a crap about what anyone else said. Also he didn't make the decision, but Sheldon Keefe said after the game that it wasn't his call. It came from down the bench, which a lot of people interpreted as players, but other people interpreted as management. So what is your guys' take on an ATO university college player coming in and stealing the game or stealing the spotlight? Yeah, I don't see uh I don't see why not at that point. I was a seven one. Um, just for him to come in for, I think it was like a minute and 26 seconds or something like that. Um, why not give him a chance to shine? Cause it could possibly be his only, only chance at, uh, playing in the NHL, NHL like that. So, uh, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, I don't understand why people would make such a big deal out of it. I don't see anything as to why you shouldn't when you're up seven, one and the game is meaningless. There's a couple of people, though, including Chris Weidman and other Montreal Canadiens, that said Toronto's going to get there because it was classless that they would put him in in a 7-1 game. However, it wasn't classless to the rest of the NHL when Edmonton did that. Edmonton did put an ATO player in first earlier in the season, and it was deemed as like the most professional. Um, I don't even know what the opposite of classless is, but it, it was deemed as like the best thing that you could possibly do for the guy. And now people, when at least that it is saying, like, he doesn't deserve it. Uh, he sells insurance. He's a university student. Uh, there's millions upon millions of hockey players better than him that should have gotten that spot. There's people who have missed out on the NHL because they weren't good enough. And now he comes in and gets his time to shine. I don't agree with that. It's like, to be honest with you, I just think shut the hell up and move on because, like, what's the big deal that a guy comes in and plays one minute? Also, if you don't want to lose 7-1, play better. Don't dress an HL team because that's what Montreal is. 
they are like potentially the worst constructed roster I've ever seen as a hockey team. So you don't want to lose that bad. Play better. Save some pucks. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, yeah, like, like you said, their their roster isn't constructed very well, and they just got a bunch of non known guys. Um, so, like, play better and wake up, and I I don't know why they would see it as like a, a rude thing to put the goalie in. I don't think it was directed towards Montreal. Like, oh, okay, you guys suck, so we can put this goalie in. No, it's for the it's for Jed Alexander. That's why they did it. It's not for because the fact that. Uh, you guys aren't the best team. We're gonna throw them in for the last two minutes. I don't think it's disrespect towards Montreal. Yeah, and I think that Montreal thinks too highly of themselves if they think actually think that Toronto did that because it was Montreal. That's just embarrassing, in my opinion. Uh, so we saw Florida make the playoffs. The Islanders clinch. Uh, Buffalo get eliminated. Pittsburgh Penguins got eliminated first time in 16 years. Crosby hasn't not seen a playoff action since his first year. He has made it every other time. Uh, and on the West, we have who Nashville got Nashville's in, Calgary's out, and uh, who's the other team Winnipeg. that's in in the in wild card? Winnipeg. Winnipeg in Seattle. Yeah, so Winnipeg played a nice game against Minnesota the other day. So uh, that. Should be entertaining if they do, uh, if they ever do meet in the playoffs. Um, before we get into some playoff predictions in Tampa Bay Toronto series, Kyle, what team stands out to you and why? Um, Leafs, of course, can't uh, can't deny it. There, um, I think this is our year. Um, gonna win the first round. We're gonna. Sh- Show Tampa who we really are. Last year was just a, uh, I don't, I don't know what you want to call it, a fluff. I don't know. Um, and this year we're gonna, we're gonna beat them. That's, uh, that's the hope. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, how legitimate Edmonton is. There's a lot of talk about Edmonton. I think that this could be Minnesota's year to try and make it on the West, to be honest. Like Colorado's having – I mean, they're having a, they had a good year, but they're not having as good a year as last year. And um, I would say – Landis Cog, he's out for the playoffs now, isn't he? I, I don't know. Apparently he was skating, but now he's not skating. So even if he is in the playoffs, I don't think that he's going to be like Kucherov because Kucherov was actually probably healthy and sitting out. You know what I mean? Landis Cog is actually recovering from an injury, so – no, but I mean, um, like, if it makes it easier for the West. Oh, yeah. That's true. I don't know. I just think Minnesota's got a decent, decently constructed team. And uh, outside Toronto, that's who I'd probably want to to make it. Which is funny because at the deadline, I said Dallas and someone else said Minnesota. But now Dallas has fallen off a little bit, in my opinion. So, Minnesota. Minnesota's that team. Was was this outside of Toronto? You wanted? Yeah. Oh, okay. Whoops. 
it's okay. You can, uh, you can take another stab at it, buddy. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I think, uh, I think Carolina is going to be half decent and probably make it to the finals conference finals. I think, yeah, I wouldn't say finals will have to drive all the way to where you live and beat your ass. But he just said Leafs are going to win it all. <laughs> and then said Carolina's making the finals. Conference yeah. Finals. <laughs> Leafs, Leafs and Carolina conference finals. Okay, okay. Leafs go out and beat Tampa. They beat Boston. Man. And then lose to Carolina, right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Scott, what are you saying? Um, uh, I'll probably just say Boston. I mean, I, I hate Boston, but... Scott, if you say it, Boston one more time, I'm going to drive to where you live and kick the crap out of you. Okay. Drive? Um, the the team nobody likes. <laughs> <they had> a... <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I, I feel like they're just going to continue that into the, into the playoffs. Um, people coming in at winning the best season of all time, getting swept, I don't think that's going to happen this year. Um. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to beat the crap on the Scott for saying Boston, so that's unfortunate. Sorry, buddy. I'll record. Pardon me. I'll record it. Just in case yeah, he know. Scott definitely knows deep down. I, I can whoop his ass. You're gonna put him in. A I got the height. Coat. I got the weight. I got the. I got the anger issues. <laughs> one time. One time we were playing this game on like my brother's xbox i think it was on his xbox and it was like the question was point to whomever in the room you thought would be likely likely to murder someone tell me why all the fingers are pointing at me scott said it's because i got anger issues so he knows i'd whoop his ass maybe i just don't know you know all about well. my anger issues scott or kyle remember that time i tripped that guy in uh in uh that fitness class that we had you know i do uh, remember I that but- I I ripped my I ripped my freaking uh, whatever the hell pants I was wearing. Oh yeah, I just split the knee on them because I had to take him out because he wouldn't pass the ball. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I didn't like that guy. Anyways, yeah. So deep down, Scott knows I would just absolutely annihilate him. It wouldn't even be a close bout, Curly Sue. Uh, we can't really do playoff predictions because. Because the playoffs have been set to 16 teams, but the format hasn't. So what I think we might do is we might submit this uh, Friday night or Saturday night after tonight when the final games are over. We'll put it down on Twitter, uh, our predictions, and then we'll go from there when things are actually set. So with that, we've chosen a team outside of Toronto. Let's just dig, uh, dig deep a little bit. We'll actually go to the ad read, and then we'll dig a little bit deeper in the Toronto-Tampa series, um, and we'll wrap it up before the game. So write down this promo code if you're listening, and we'll be back. It's NBA playoff time. That means big hoop action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on all the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, Everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. So open up the DraftKings Sportsbook, opt-in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game 
and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. One team I'll be betting on this NBA playoff has got to be the LA Lakers. How can you bet against King James? The dude is a legend, potentially the GOAT. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See DraftKings notes for details. We're back. Uh, for some reason, there was two Scots in here. I don't know who hacked your computer, Scott. I was concerned. You said you were signing a computer, and then randomly there was two of them. And then you said, okay, never mind. Yeah, so. uh, because when I signed into the computer, it was glitching out, and I couldn't hear anything anybody said. So now I'm back on my phone. Oh, so you didn't hear me say that I'd actually whoop your ass? Uh, when I came back in, you said, uh, yeah, I-, I could whoop your ass, Scott, because you're a bitch or something like that. <laughs> okay. Kyle, at least he knows it. That's about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, Kyle, but Scott has like five um, uh, herniated discs in his back. So dude just is like half a man and I would just beat his ass. Well, you're also not small, Spencer. Like, I know I'm, I'm not like you got weight on me, but like height wise, like you're a tall guy and you've got like four inches on me and I'm not small height wise. Yeah. Well, well, uh, here's a personal story about me and Scott. One time we were playing a little baseball down the, down the little laneway from our house. There's like a little school, old school baseball kind of thing. And this guy hit me with a pitch. So I charged him out. Went up getting to a little fist of cuffs and I, this guy was on my back and I, I ran backwards into the, uh, into the fence, he smashes back off a nail. And I flipped him over top of me, and at that moment, he realized, oh, I am a little bitch, and Spencer would absolutely kick my ass. Well, let me just point out that that was in the process of me being injured with five herniated discs. So you probably didn't, he didn't know, know yet. He didn't know I'm yet, sure. but it still wouldn't have changed. Five herniated Scott, I will pay you to go to America and get the spinal fusion surgery. And then when you're healed, I will then re-herniate all of your discs. Not five of them, <laughs> all of them. All right? That's how much stronger I am than you. We'll have an arm wrestling fight, and I'd whoop your ass. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. To come to- Kyle, if you don't move on from this topic right now, I'm going to drive to your house and beat your ass. What's next? Rock, paper, scissors? Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. Two seconds, I'll be in your room. We're uh, we're going to get into a little bit of the Toronto-Tampa series before we wrap up because the Leafs game starts in a little bit. Um, overall thoughts, who do you think will win? Who do you think stands out? And lastly, which trade-down-lad acquisition do you think is going to have the most impact? Kyle, we'll start with you. Who do I think will win, like, the series? Leafs-Tampa? Yeah. Leafs in six. We're done with the the game sevens. Leafs are winning it in six. Leafs are going to win at home ice. Um, Actually, would that mean the Leafs win at home ice? No. 
He's in okay. five. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, 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 not in five. We'll, we'll, we'll still go six. But, yeah, we're, we're done with game sevens. Leaf stress us to stresses out too much in game seven, so they're going to be a little nicer. They're going to they're going to win it in game six. Um, standout player for me that's going to produce in this series. Please play him um, over Justin Hall, but Luke Shen. We saw how he played the other night. Um, obviously, I didn't see the whole game like you guys did but from the stats that i saw um and the the video luke shen scores a goal first goal as a leaf since what 2012 and um gets into a fight shows his physicality with uh maroon he's not playing uh, luke shen's not playing around um beats up pat maroon a guy who's irregular fighting um so brings that physicality I think he'll play a big role um, in that series. What was the other question? Uh, trade, deadline, trade, trade deadline acquisition, I'll stand out. You just answered that. No, no, that was the standout player on the Leafs. Okay, so if you answered that, then then the standout player from the series. Oh, oh okay. Um, I'm going to say Nylander. I think Nylander's going to have a, a good uh, good series. Um, obviously, Matthews and Marner, they'll, they'll produce, I'm sure. But I think Nylander's going to uh, – he usually shows up during the playoffs, so I'll say him. Yeah, he has been a notoriously good uh, playoff player for the Leafs, so take note, everyone else. Yeah. All right, Scotty. All right, Scotty boy, you're up. Leafs and how many? Uh, I'm saying the same as Kyle, Leafs and six. But only because then we can win in Tampa Bay and throw it in their face. I like it. All right, this guy's uh, ruthless. Standout the player. Standout player. I was also going to say Nylander, but just to switch it up a bit, I'll say Tavares. Uh, like Kyle said, Matthews Marner will probably produce. Uh, Nylander's been a consistent for us in the playoffs the last couple of years, but especially with down the stretch, how Tavares has kind of fallen off a bit, I feel like he's going to pick it up in the playoffs and, and kind of take over a game or two. And then... Uh, deadline acquisition, uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Even if it's not point production, I feel like his off-ice or off-puck play will be huge for the Leafs, and he'll and he'll uh, impact the games in other ways that the Leafs necessarily haven't had in previous playoff series. All righty. Uh, um, I'm going to say Leafs in two because they're going to whoop Tampa's ass so bad that the NHL is just going to make Tampa forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say standout player Austin Matthews because this guy's just got like what 10 goals in his last 12 games that he's played down the stretch like this guy's going to dangle both the puck and the Tampa players wives and uh, trade deadline acquisition I'm torn between the two so screw you guys I'm picking both I'm going to say Jake McCabe and Nola Charia are both going to have equally good um, or equally as big of impacts on the team for this one reason, because they can shut down the other team's top line. No one picked Marner. That's funny. Uh, I'm actually going to say Leafs in five. They're going to actually win it on, on home ice, Kyle. Just so, uh, just so you know, buddy. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. It's funny. This is the first year that I can remember, even dating back to like early 2000s, late 90s, that 
every acquisition the Leafs made it at the deadline or even in an offseason could be impact players for them in the playoffs. Like usually yeah. they add a couple of depth pieces, but you know like they're gonna play every once in a while, but they don't really do anything. But I think every piece they added this year is it's gonna be some kind of have some kind of impact on the series. And I don't remember the last time that that's a true statement for the Leafs. Yeah, that is true actually. This could be the first time. Actually this is the first time, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's not the first time, but it's the first time we can remember. Yeah, true. Um, there's one thing, other thing I want to talk about. Okay. This is no mean disrespect for the women in sports. But did you guys hear that Leah Hextall the other day? Oh, she said that another announcer's call, but didn't give him credit or something? Yeah, okay. So here's the actual situation because the way you explain it just seems so petty. Okay. So... Seattle had a chance to clinch a playoff spot for the first time in NHL or their history in the NHL. For some reason, I don't know who who did the announcing or who set up the announcers for the game, but they didn't give the into the regional broadcast, which they should have, because Eddie Olchuk, JT Brannon, the other guy who says the quote, um, Forsling, I think his name is, or whatever, uh, they should have been the one who had the last little bit of calls because Seattle could have clinched. So when they act scored the goal, the game-winning goal. The main announcer, I forget his name, but he says, hey, hey, what do you say? That's been his line for like 30 years. Leah Hextall then decided to take it upon herself to say it on the broadcast that she works for, which is like TNT, which I think that is incredibly dumb. Come up with your own catchphrase. And also, don't say it on the same broadcast that the people are already mad about that they're not getting the regional people. You know what I mean? That's that's like freaking uh, Gore Miller saying "Holy Mackinac" when Toronto makes the playoffs. Meanwhile, if you actually listen to the regional radio game, you would hear Joe Bowen say it. Wait, I'm not I calling for it to be removed. I thought you said that you were going to reword the way I said it because I came off as too petty. No, no, you didn't come off as petty. Just like the the way that if you said like she said someone else's um, catchphrase on the rate or on the TV, it would seem like I'm just being petty and it's not that big of a deal. Oh, the main point I had about it, like, what? I said, I don't really think it is that big of a deal. Well, I mean, like, that is, like, to be honest with you, I think I'm going to beat your ass for saying that, too. Because, like, in (laughs) actuality, that is just, like, the dumbest thing to do. You're not the regional broadcaster, and then you you get the regional, or you don't, the regional broadcast don't get the game, and then you're just stealing what the regional broadcast says so you can try and fit in. Maybe Pardon? she wasn't actually trying to steal it, but she knew that the people that were watching the game would want to hear that saying. Yeah, because but that's the thing. No, and then said that, it doesn't, as a that doesn't fly with me, buddy. No chance. I don't Spencer care if that's what the if that's what the. Pardon? Spencer didn't want to hear it from her. No, yeah, I don't want to hear it from you or Leah Hextall. To be honest, here's the sitch: that is the regional broadcast. That is the guy who's been saying that for thirty years. Why the hell would you go on to the, the broadcast that should have been the regional broadcast and say because you thought that's what the fans want to hear? They don't want to hear it from you, so shut your mouth. They want to hear it from the person who says it. I don't want to hear Joe Bowen, or I don't want to hear Gord Miller or Chris Cuthbert say, holy Mackinac. I want to hear Joe Bowen say it because that's his thing. I don't want to hear 
Ray Ferraro say swinging dicks or a yoink when someone opens up the can, a beer. No, I want to hear Cam Jansen say that when I listen to his podcast. <laughs> Who says swinging dicks? <laughs> Cam Jansen. He always says he goes in a locker room with a little bit of swinging dicks. However, that is what I mean. It's like, I don't want to hear someone else say on a broadcast or on a live, like I say people's catchphrase all the time. That's just, that's, that's, that's one thing, but I wouldn't go on a, a live broadcast and say, Holy Mackinac, the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to the playoffs. When exact, that's exactly what Joe Bowen would say. It's just, I think it's just pure disrespect. And she did, didn't even pay homage to the guy. She didn't say that's for you, Forsling or whatever hell his name is. She just said it. And then other people were like, I don't give a shit about his name. The point is, the fact of the matter is you don't see other people's catchphrases on live broadcasts, especially the ones that they work regionally for. Like that's like Dan Shulman saying, get out, ball, get out, get out. No, that's Buck Martinez. You don't hear Dan Shulman saying, I was talking to him before the game. That's Pat Tablet. <laughs> that's my point. You don't steal shit. That's it. You just make up your own and you stick with it. But to be honest with you, I just think Sometimes people just need to be ripped on. And I think in this situation, she, she deserves to be ripped on. Simple. You steal someone else's, you don't pay freaking respect to them, and you do it on a broadcast where the people didn't even want to hear your voice. They wanted to hear the regional broadcast team. So anyways, then the next game, Eddie Olchuk took a dig at her on, live, on the live broadcast when the guy said, hey, hey, what do you say? After they scored, he took a dig. And I was all for Eddie doing it because his mom told him you can't hit the net if you don't, or you can't score if you don't hit the net. <laughs> Anyways, that's my rant for the night. I like it. I was waiting on that the whole damn day. I liked how I wasn't even given the warning that you were going to talk about this and that. I should have just had a bowl of popcorn waiting for me. Jeez, that was entertaining. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I knew I didn't want to bring it up because then I have to hear Scott say, maybe, just maybe. No, 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 no. I don't got no time for maybe. Here's the facts. The facts is you stole some. <laughs> I wish I've had to see heard you guys argue about it. No, I'm just gonna apply to sports then. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the front color analyst position. For the Toronto Blue Jays, I'm going to be a Hazel May. And every time they come down and say, down to you, Spence, I'm going to say, get out, ball, get out, get out. And they'll be like, so what's going on down there? And I'll be like, get out, ball, get out. Uh, people will be like, shut up, you're not Buck Martinez. And so I'll be like, wow, you're an idiot for stealing the thing. But you're not so saying you're about yourself. So you're just going to always say, get out, ball, get out, even if there's like, if it's like a single? Yeah, why not? You're just interviewing Here's a player? <laughs> Here's the situation with Scott. I think Scott's scared to admit that Leah Hextall was wrong because I think he's afraid that Ron Hextall is going to come whoop his ass. You're Ron Hextall because you know who I am. <laughs> oh, he's going to know because I'm going to put on social media that you're in love with Leah Hextall. And he's going back, no one touches my cousin, niece, sister, daughter, and whoop your ass. And then I'll have to step in, whoop his ass, and then whoop your ass for getting your ass whooped by him. That'll be the real test to prove that you're not strong. What? Watching you get beat up? No, I'm trying to fight Ron Axel. Okay, I'll beat him and then I'll whoop your ass for having to watch for letting 
makes me watch you get beat up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's just Kyle hasn't talked to. What am I going to be doing that whole time? I'll be, I'll be referee that whole time. Be the ref. Yeah, Scott or Kyle's going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin as the ref. Desk. He's just going to yeah. turn around right when I'm done whooping her ass and stunner me. And then he's just going to get a couple Teddy Brewskis, plop them open, and drink them. And then we're going to get up and whoop his ass for drinking beers in our house. What? I wouldn't do it in your house. That's disrespectful. Okay, so this guy knows about disrespect. Leah Hextall doesn't. Anyways, ladies and gents and everyone else, we are cruising to the lease game. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. You guys got anything else to add? No. Go Leafs go. Go Jays go. All right. Well, we're we're still trying to. <laughs> hey, buddy. That's my thing. Oh, gosh. Anyways, we're still trying to figure out if we're doing every Leafs game, playoff game. Uh, sorry, every Leafs playoff game, we'll do a podcast, or we're going to still stick to once a week. Uh, all three of us are playing. Uh, basically triple uh, a level baseball this summer. So um, we might not have time because we're going to be in um, Dunedin playing baseball. So um, that's where we'll be. So we'll let you know. We'll also let you know if the Leafs got beat on the first round, when, uh, how frequently the episodes are going to be coming on the summer, because as I just mentioned, we are all highly um, athletic people who are playing high levels of baseball. Um, Kyle's actually playing in two leagues. So, uh, get a life. And secondly, yeah, we'll let you know. <clears throat> Sound good? Yep. All right, boys and girls and everyone else, have a good night. See you, boys. Ciao. Um, that's Tony Soprano's line. Oh, my God.